What's going on, y'all? It's Jared. Give you what you need in news and interviews. We on the Land Yard Legends podcast. Make sure you subscribe, follow, like us, and share us. Um, today on the show, we got Mr. Troy Lee Sr. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, sir. No problem. Thank you for being here. All right. Um, I've been knowing Troy Lee for a couple years now. Um, we we uh, <laughs> we, we rolled each other in Zulu, but... Uh, Troy Lee, please tell a little bit about yourself to my listeners and subscribers. All right. Um, my name is Troy Lee. I am a realtor with uh, Keller Williams Realty. Been doing real estate for about 12 years. Um, been having a lot of fun. Uh, found real estate back in 99, um, but didn't, didn't really become licensed till around 2008. Um, so up up until from 99 to 08, I was doing some other things inside of real estate, just buying properties, developing properties, that sort of thing. And then um, then I was led to, to become a realtor. Um, became a realtor and here I am. <laughs> All right. I would become it kind of froze up on me i lost that question i didn't get that question see that no. question well, how do you become yeah how do you become a licensed real estate agent um well for me it was um a matter of studying well first i, I was led i i, I want to be honest with you i was led by god to go take tests right i studied uh, went took the test took me about two weeks um i went straight through i went took the test straight ahead two weeks took my um took the class first i had to take a course i took the course that was two weeks it was a 90 hour course then i took the test and became a realtor um it was pretty streamlined for me just had to focus in um really really kind of distract take all the distractions out and get um get focused so um i did that and became licensed um and that, that's that's what happened okay all right now uh i took the the real estate uh agent class back in the day but i didn't go through uh finish it um going to take the test uh because my, my passion was technology but uh can you explain what you have to study, like what things you need to learn when you're taking the exam? Yeah, so it's it's a lot of information. You have to um to really focus. You know, real estate. Uh, you gotta learn the, the law. Um, you know, the state and federal portions of it. But there's there's a lot of information with uh, regards to contracts, um, law. Um, just how you, your ethics, um, different things like that, that you really need to, to know and understand it's a state test. So it's, it's, it's not something that you can just kind of wing it and get by. You really need to focus. You can do it. And I, I'm going to tell you, you, if, if you, you really focus you know i keep saying that but but that's really what it is you focus you study the, the course materials and your um your license before you know it um it, it could be a longer process for you um but it doesn't have to be if you if you're in and and you've made your mind up and said you want to do it um you get the course materials there's a, a few different places that you can go and, and study and, and take the course. Um, and then once you once you complete the course, it's a 90 hour course, you complete the course 
and then you take the test, you pay your fees, and you're off and running. All right, all right. Uh, can you tell them? Um, I, I know it was a long time ago, uh, 99. Um, do you know how much it costs to become a real estate um, to take the test? Um, I would say just to be on the safe side, it, it'll be about maybe 2,500 bucks. You're going to need um, books and course materials. You're going to, you're going to have some fees. You're going to, you're going to have your, um, your tuition for, for the course. You know, it's a, it's a few different things that you're going to have to pay for um, throughout the, the process. It's not one write a check for X amount of dollars. You, you're going to have to pay maybe 300 to this one, 400 to that one. And, and it all totals up right, right around 2000 to 2500 just depends on, you know, how much materials you, you need. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so get into it. All right, I'm sorry. It broke, it froze up on me one time. Virtual. So right, there, you, I you. there you go. Yeah. Actually, oh, I was saying that. Um, I was saying that you said you uh you got into real estate before you became a uh, real estate agent. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, there are several ways you can make money and earn a. a earn a living in real estate. Um, you don't have to just be an agent, you know, there's there's different things. So what, what I was doing when I first became um, involved in real estate, I was buying properties, renting them out. Um, that's what I was taught. That's my, my family, they, they have a history of that. So I was taught that's that's what you do you you buy you a double and you buy another double and then you you know you buy your properties you let them pay for themselves and then afford you the ability to move on to the next property so that's what i was doing um i i really enjoyed real estate i i i was helping folks find properties um long before i bought my first piece of property um but I did, uh, I did find myself wanting to to get a little bit more involved in it. I enjoyed it. It was it was something that kind of got me going, got me really really kind of moving along. So I, I just kind of dove into it. Um, developed a uh, a uh, property development company, a real estate development company. Um, then I started developing properties. Um, re residential properties but um, through that I didn't enjoy it I, I found that that wasn't really what I wanted to do inside of real estate so I was starting to look for some other things the the buying and the renting out the, you know the, the buying properties renting them out that was okay that was good for the residual income but uh, I didn't I didn't like the the, um, the development side of it, it was it was a little bit much for me. I, I didn't enjoy that. So um, I was praying and asking God to tell me what to do, what was my next move. And um, I woke up one day and he told me to go get my license. And and I did that and the, and the rest is history. I, I never looked back ever since I did that. Okay. Can you uh, explain about the uh, the benefits of um, being an agent instead of being a non-agent? Why you uh, having rental property? What are the I guess the advantages? Yeah, certainly. So for me, um, I find that now that I'm an agent, I have more resources available to me. My my resources that that resource pool just kind of multiplied by, by 20 times once I became a realtor because not only can you you have a um a, a, a inside track on you know properties and, and the availability of properties 
but you also have other people that you network with that that have resources um properties um connections just you you're just in in an arena that that puts you ahead of the game if you're interested in investing in real estate um i advise people to be invested in real estate invest in real estate even if you don't want to be a realtor you can invest in real estate and 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 do really well there's there's always opportunity in real estate always it, it never goes away it's it's one of those things that um it, it's been here long before me and i'm sure it'll be here long after i'm gone you have the opportunity to to really do well you can change a lot of people's lives inside of real estate So uh, can you tell me, because I'm, um, me and my wife are looking for some rental property, and um, I want to know, what do you look in when you're looking for your first rental property? Um, do you want something that's already remodeled? Do you want to go do things on my, like me do myself, get a repo, uh, refinance loan, I'm sorry, a renovation loan from the bank and do things on my own, or just go all in and get something that's already pre-made, already done for me? Well, it, it depends. So um if it's if it's it really is your goals what are, what your goals are so if your goals are are around just owning rental property you don't necessarily have to look for properties that are um distressed you can purchase properties that that are already cash flowing there are, there are some opportunities out there that are that are cash flowing right now um, that you can get into um, it really it depends on your goals because real estate is is a fluid situation I mean you can you can buy something that that needs you know a total renovation you can buy something that that only needs what I call lipstick um, renovation where you know it's, it's just not not very much you know paint the walls and maybe put some carpet down and and rent it out or or you can um, buy properties that are already cash flowing um so that that really depends on the individual and it it really depends on your goals what, what your goals are so i would i would advise you to to kind of say hey we want to have um you know a property uh, to buy a date um and then kind of start there and then you develop your goal around that okay so if if you want to have a property that you want to rent out in six months well then that's going to limit you to the type of property that you're going to be looking for because you're not going to look for a property that needs a total renovation if your goal is to be cash flowing the property within six months right so so it kind of works that way so you you develop your goal and then you go out and and fit the property inside of that goal okay all right that's understandable so um this to give you a little example like the first uh property i'm really looking for i want to do uh, a multi-family because everybody keeps saying it's better to do a multi-family house than a single fam a family unit um I guess because you get more uh, revenue because you have more doors, uh, more people that you can rent from. Um, so, so since it's my first time, I guess I'll just ask straight up. So is it better to get a double or get a, uh, a fullplex first or just to get whatever I can afford first? Well, you know, if you, I, I look at a property um, with, um, from when you're, when you're investing, you want to look at it from, the aspect of of the rate of return. So if you if if you can find a single family property that gives you a higher rate of return than a double, you got to go with the single families. You know you don't want to um, you don't want to 
to kind of look at it though they're saying that okay i'm i'm about fourplex and the fourplex is going to be a better investment than the single um that's not always the case because it depends on the rate of return so when you when you put on your investor hat it's totally different than when you're just buying um buying a property for you to live in or or or, or something like that if you're going to be investing in real estate you want to look for the best rate of return on your money more times than not that fourplex is going to give you more income as far as um the the tenants paying you know you're gonna you're gonna get that that way but you're what you're paying out may be more as well so it doesn't necessarily mean that that fourplex is a better investment than the single family if i pay fifty thousand dollars for a single family home that i rent out for two thousand dollars a month and i only maybe my note might be five hundred dollars a month well if if i'm making four thousand on the fourplex is it's paying me a thousand dollars a unit but my note is 3500 that the investment is is not a better investment to buy that for that fourplex so you look at it that way and uh, i think you'll you'll find yourself in a better situation on uh, long term okay cool <clears throat> we got a question from uh one of our viewers uh shout out to jermaine um He's asking the question, where is the best area in New Orleans to buy a rental home? Well, that that depends because um, it goes back to the, the investor hat. When you put that investor hat on, it's all about the numbers and what the rate of return is. Because if if you buy a house in a in a better neighborhood, let's say a, a high end, let's let's take a Let's say one of my my neighborhoods like uh, Lakeview. Lakeview is a is a higher end neighborhood. The price points are higher there. The rent rate is higher. Uh, you buy that property in Lakeview, um, and it it's it's uh, paying you a nice amount of money, a, a decent um, a decent return on it. Um, I would say if you're getting a good rate of return in Lakeview, Lakeview is the best place to buy. A rental home but if you're not then that's not the best place if if you're in in some of the the other areas let's let's use um somewhere like um say avondale avondale the the price points are not as high as lakeview um but if you buy a property in avondale you may realize a better rate of return for your property in avondale because your price point is lower, your rent rate is higher than than your price point. So you you kind of weigh it out. It's not it's not about the area. Um, the areas tell us value, um, but it doesn't speak to the rate of return. Um, it it'll speak to value, but it won't speak to that rate of return. So. Um, all over New Orleans is is good. I mean, you can find deals all over New Orleans. I mean, if you're looking for a property to invest in, I say don't limit yourself to one particular area. Okay. You you look for the the best deal. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Um, so when you became a real estate agent, I know there's a process when you become a real estate agent that you have to. Um, do it um is it is it two three years you have to be a real estate agent before you become a broker yeah yeah um you have to be an agent then you can apply to to be a broker and you have to go and take the course and then also take the test okay and what um so what is the difference between a broker and a uh, broker and a real estate agents so a broker uh, has um education Oh wait, I'm sorry, I lost you. Say that again. I I see you. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I, I had lost you. Um, so the broker, there. Well, let me let me back up. When you're an agent, when when you first start out in real estate, when you're in your career in real estate, you become an agent, and you have to place your license with a licensed broker. So you have to. You're required to go and work with a licensed broker. The broker is responsible for you and your license. All of the activities that go on with you, the broker is responsible for that. So from a, the question I'm thinking you're asking me is, what's the difference between a broker and an agent? Um, they, they both can, um, can sell real estate. You both can sell real estate, but um, in order for the agent to sell real estate, he has to be he or she has to be with a broker. You cannot just get a license and then just go start selling real estate. You have to go with a with a brokerage first. Okay, all right. And so, um, since you're now a real estate broker, what are the uh, oh, I'm not a broker? Huh? Say that again. I'm not a broker. Oh, you're not a broker. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were. <laughs> I'm with a broker. I'm with Kevin Williams is the broker. Kind of really was the broker. Okay, I got you. Okay, um, so let's talk about your uh, organization working for Kelly Williams. So since you're an agent and you work under Kelly Williams, so is it pretty much like franchising? Well, Kelly Williams is a franchise, um, mm -hmm. but what 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 it is is your independent contractors. Okay. So as a licensed agent, I'm an independent contractor. I don't have to be with this particular broker. I can be with any broker I decide that's licensed in the state of Louisiana. I just choose to be with Keller Williams um, for several several reasons, and that's an individual thing. You you can you can choose. You know, you're you're kind of like you're like a free agent. You know, you can pretty much go to any different broker you you want that works for you, and uh, and work under that broker. Um, but I would I would advise that when you're when you're choosing a broker, you're you're gonna need to have um, the right type of broker. You're gonna need to have the right broker for you and your business. Um, since you're an independent contractor, you want to have somebody who's um, gonna support you. You, you need a, a broker that, that helps you um, grow your business because it's, it's just that. It's a business and, and you want to grow it. You know, you want it to be uh, successful, you know, for as long as you want it. Uh, you're going to need a good broker to, to have that. Okay. So, okay. So to be, so to work under Kelly uh, Williams, I'm trying to understand the process. So when you're a real estate broker, so you, you have your own LLC, right? Mm -hmm. And so you buy into Kelly Williams and then you have uh, other real estate agents underneath you? No. So so with, with Keller Williams, um, our business model is set up different. Each broker has their own business model. Okay. So when you, you know, you're going to find different business models from, from company to company. But the way Keller Williams works is... Um, you pay Keller Williams uh, an amount, of, a set amount, and you operate your own business pretty much within the guidelines and the, and the guidelines of the ethics of, of the state of Louisiana, uh, within the, the culture of the company, and you pretty much do it how you want to do it. You know, you don't have um, you don't have that um, that I guess rule book kind of franchise book in front of you 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 really can kind of manage it and operate it um the best way that that works for you 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 just merely just need to stay with inside of the law you know stay with inside of ethics and um you can kind of tailor it to how you want to and then you can bring in other agents to work with you um, on your team, so to speak, you you have um you have your own organization 
up underneath the umbrella of Keller Williams. Okay. All right. All right. I understand that now. All right. Well, I think uh, we have somebody else that's about to come on. I think they have a question for you. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me bring them on. Mike D, what's going on? How you doing, man? What's going on? You what's got up? a question? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Troy, how you doing, man? How you doing, sir? I'm great. Um, my question is, um, I'm a realtor here in Houston, and um, I'm a dual career agent, meaning that I work like a regular job, a nine to five job, and I do real estate as well. But, um, That might be breaking up a little bit. I guess because you drive. Yeah, he's moving around. Can <laughs> you hear me? All right, start talking again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. How do you balance um, um, both careers? So your question is how you balance both careers? Yeah how, how, yeah, how do you balance having a, having your real estate career as well as a regular nine-to-five job? Right. So um, one, one thing we do is we use the calendar. So um, one of the, one of the, the, the um, what we call bold laws, you, you know about that, Mike, is if it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. That's, that's one of our sayings. So what I use is the calendar to to plan your day. Um, when you're when you're in real estate, you're you have the flexibility to to set your own schedule. You can make your own schedule, whatever it is that works for you. So what I would advise you to do is start start maybe on Sunday night. I, I typically use Sundays um, to plan out my week. Um, if I if I don't if I don't have the entire week planned out, um, whatever days I have planned out, whatever is on my schedule, that's what I'm doing that time. So if if your if your nine to five is say you know seven to three thirty or four or whatever time then on my schedule is xyz company from 7 to 3 30 then if i have then i plan my 4 30 i put something on my schedule for 4 30 if i'm doing a uh, lead generation or if i'm showing properties or whatever it is if i'm i'm doing anything around my business i'm putting it on my schedule at that time and i'm not doing anything other than that um if something comes up where you have an appointment schedule that maybe cancels well you should have something that's um i would say a productive activity that you can do in that time to to kind of fit in there you may you may be able to move up another appointment or you may be able to um, make some phone calls some follow-up phone calls that that you possibly missed or or anything like that but the schedule is what is what fixes it when um when you when you operate off a schedule you have a lot more time during the day to do those other things so if i'm if i'm if i'm operating on my schedule i'm you know i'm gonna put in some time for for my family or to go out for dinner or or whatever it is that i want to do i'm putting that on my schedule as well so that's that's an idea for you to use um if you if you're challenged with with you know kind of balancing it out so you don't um you don't find yourself maybe kind of wearing yourself out because you, you can't get burned out um just not using that that calendar okay gotcha right. i appreciate that troy yep 
All right, thank you for calling uh, calling in the show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah, so we're taking out everything from everywhere. We got people calling in. We got people commenting. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. Uh, so to go into my next question, um, so when you becoming a, a real estate agent, is it a um, do you do you need to become do you need to get your own LLC become your own entity while you're working for a broker? It's it's advised um, simply because for tax purposes, it helps you with with your write offs and being able to track your real estate activities. Um, it also helps you with your liability. Um, you know, you're, you're a licensed agent, so. If you're licensed in in the state of Louisiana, um, you can become an opportunity for some people. So um, it, it limits your exposure that way. Um, it's just a good practice to have um, having your LLC set up. You don't have to; it's not required, um, but but it is advised. Um, your, your tax preparer will tell you yes. Um, do that, do that first, and uh, and then you can just have have your um, your broker. You know, when you get paid, they'll they'll pay your LLC. Um, okay, and do it that way. All right, cool. Um, so um, you've been in real estate for a really really long time. Um, can you tell me what was your uh, I guess biggest hiccup or mistake, and how did you come back from that? Yeah, so um, I've um, I've had several hiccups, man. I'm I'm be honest with you. I'm in progress. Uh, I, I hit my head sometimes. Um, I got in real estate back in um, in '08, so I got in during the financial crisis. We had a financial crisis in in during that period of time. So that's when I got into. Um, well, that's when I became licensed. So um, I found myself just just kind of going along, um, trying to trying to learn it. I, I wasn't with um, with the same broker, so I didn't have the training. Um, I didn't have the training that I that I have now. So I was making mistakes all over the place uh, with regards to contracts and. Um, just following the the rules that aren't um, in bold print. Um, one thing I can I can share with you I did is um, I didn't respond to an agent in enough time. Um, there's a there's a, a time frame that that you have to respond to an agent. I had a property that was listed. An agent submitted a contract to me for purchase. And I didn't respond to that agent within five days. So for that infraction, I responded, but it was after five days. So for that infraction, I was fined by the board $500. Um, significant um, when you're when you when you're in business, a $500. Your first. What board is you talking about? It's a real estate board. We have a, a real estate board. Our, our, um, our board is the LREC, uh, Louisiana Real Estate Commission. I want to say that's the acronym. Um, yeah, they find me, man, because I didn't I didn't respond to the agent in five days. You got five days to respond. I think I responded on like day eight or something like that. So, um. Yeah, there, there are all sorts of hiccups all over the business. That's why it's very important that whenever someone gets into real estate, they get with a broker that can train them properly. Um, that is very, very important for somebody starting a career in real estate. If you're just coming over to Keller Williams from another broker, um, you're gonna get the same training. You're gonna have the opportunity to get the same training that you that you would 
if you're starting real estate from day one. Um, that's the beautiful thing about Keller Williams. We have the, the number one training company in the country. Yes, number one. Number one, okay. All right. It would it would make them, I guess, um, different from the rest of the brokers. Um, besides the training, is it? Um, we do we do a lot more than just real estate. It's not just real estate. We're not just selling houses. Um, we we do a lot of different a lot of different things um, with regards to helping you develop and grow your business. Um, real estate is one thing. But there's the, the community, um, charity giveaways and um, all kind of disaster relief, um, tithing um, within the organization, um, just a host of different things that we do inside of the company that isn't necessarily real estate. You're not necessarily just buying, you know, representing buyers and sellers. Um, it, we, we offer you a lot of different opportunities to be able to to grow your business and, and do other things within your business. OK. All right. Um, since you've been in real estate some, um, for a while, uh, you talked about your mistakes. Have you ever any roadblocks um, while dealing in real estate, like anything that you could share? <laughs> there was a roadblock that you had to get over. Yeah, um, for me, I um, I've had several roadblocks. Um, when when you're challenging, so so if you're moving, I I had to move from company to company. I've I've had uh, I was I was with a broker at first when I first got into the business, and then I I wanted to to move my license to another broker. So um, that that broker that I was with the, the first time, um, they didn't want me to leave. So they they did some things that um, that made it made it a little difficult for me to go. Um, one thing was was uh, they 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 took my money you know I, I had some deals in the pipeline um you know i had some stuff that i was working on that that had not closed so the broker wanted to keep those deals in-house they were like essentially troy hey yeah you can go over there but you're not taking these deals with you so um you know who wants to to work up you know five six grand worth of business and then just leave it on the table because you want to go to work at another brokerage brokerage um so that was that was one thing that that really kind of stuck out in the beginning um with with the transition another thing was um the the business of real estate really really hinges on your database um your database is is really really essential to your business so what that broker did is kept my database that i had built for that for that six year period they kept the database so all of those contacts and all of that business i had accumulated I now have to go and start over. So those were some significant hurdles I had to get over when um, when I decided to to change brokerage brokers. That wasn't um that wasn't easy. That that was that was pretty pretty tough on me because I I didn't you know I had built it you know you you okay. built up your business and then now you don't have it. You know, you got to oh. go back. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. So when you're a real estate agent, you just can't up and quit and go to a real estate broker. The the, the, the broker you build now has a sign off on it. Well, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you have to, your, your license is with that, that broker. 
So you remember I, I shared with you that your broker is responsible for you as the agent. So you have to give your license to that broker and that broker has to turn your license in. So now you're underneath that broker's umbrella. So anything that you do, anything that goes on with you inside of your business, good or bad, is, is directly related to that broker. So that broker can find themselves in, in a situation if you're doing some things that you don't need to be doing. So for that reason, if you want to just up and leave, you have to you have to get your broker to to send your license back to the state, and then you have to get your license from the state over to the next broker. So okay. yeah, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So is there a if you change the brokers, is there like a fee associated with that as well? Is there a buyout or something? That, that, that doesn't have to be. Um, but but when you sign that contract you're independent contractor so so when you sign on with that broker you're signing a contract that's your that's your first opportunity to sign a contract um soon as you come out of licensing you're signing a, a contract with a broker so if you could imagine the 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 new agent coming into real estate they, they're not very, very familiar with contracts. Right. So you're pretty much gonna sign it. Um, you don't have to sign it, but if you wanna be with this broker, you're gonna sign it. So inside of that contract, there may be a fee to separate from the company. Okay. Doesn't have to be, but there, it may be in there. And in my case, the the broker had it in there it was in there okay okay As interesting I, I did not know that all right um So, what was up on uh, Hold on one second. I think somebody else about to come in. Uh, Damon Williams, you got something you want to say? Oh, oh, you popped off. All right. Bonita, you want to join us on the stream? Bonita, you still there? Bonita, you got a question? No, I don't have a question. I'm just here to support my friend Troy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So uh, you talked about uh, dealing with a broker. Um, so when it comes to selling a house, how do you split the uh, commission? Um, can you talk about the percentage of a house? You Let's say if a house is... I see worth a hundred to two thousand dollars. Uh, what percentage do you get of the, of the sale of you being a, either selling or buy agent? Uh, and also, how much percentage does a broker get from your deal? Yeah, so that depends again um, on the contract. So we go back to the contract. Your initial contract is going to have all of that information in it. So um, typically, what what you have well I'll, I'll say with keller williams um what you have is a, a structure it's a, a business model that's structured this way um there's a a commission split i want to say it's like 64 percent of whatever you bring to the table um whatever that that check is that you get um from your closing and then that broker gets um, the other portion, the other portion at 36% of it. Okay. 64%. Um, when we talk about an actual deal, if if there is um, a $100,000 property and you've negotiated, then let's just say I'm working with a seller. 
So you've negotiated um, a contract for a 6% commission uh, with the seller. Sellers typically pay for the commissions. Um, not all the time, but typically they do. So if you negotiate a, a commission of uh, 6%, then um, when you put it in the, when you put the property on the market, you have to put it in what we call our multiple listing service. So the multiple listing service is where you, you have to say how much split, how much of that commission you're going to give to the other agent. Um, and typically it's a 3% split. So if it's 6%, you give three to the buying agent and, and three goes to the selling agent, the listing agent, I'm sorry. So um, out of that 3%, you have to take that, that check to the broker. Then the broker gets their cut of it and then they give you the rest. So if it's um if it's six percent, that's a six thousand dollar split on a hundred thousand dollar transaction. It's a six thousand dollar split. So three goes to the buyer, three goes to the seller, and then that whatever you've negotiated with your broker is what you what your percentage would be um, out of that three thousand dollars, and that that varies from company to company. Um, I just know that at Keller Williams. Um, that's what ours is, and then we reach a threshold where you get 100% of the 100% uh, of the commission at, at a particular point. Okay. All right. Cool. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know any of that information. All right. So, uh, with that commission, the, the percentage that the broker gets, what is that? Uh, um, I lost you for a second. For you. Uh-oh, I lost you. Say it again. I didn't hear none of it. Oh, you know. All right, you hear me now? Yeah. All right. So my question was, I was saying, what um, the percentage that the broker takes, is there a reason, um, what are they doing? Is it part of being, a, uh, it's like a commission fee for being underneath that broker's umbrella? Yeah, there, there are, um, there are different things that the broker does with, with those monies. Um, uh, one of them should be to, to help you grow your business. That's that's one of the things that they should be using with that money um, to do with that money. That there's um there's you know all sorts of technology around you know around the brokerage, um, office space, uh, you know keeping the lights on and and actually supporting you in your business. So um, that's why it's very important that you get with a broker who, who's gonna help you because you're gonna be paying them. You're gonna be paying them every time you get paid, they're gonna get paid. So you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna get, get some of that money back in a form of support. So um, that's, that's what's going on with those funds. Um, they're they're paying for the fees. There are fees associated with with the brokerage, and there's there's also um, other things, you know, such as technology and you know office space, internet, computers, you know that kind of thing that um, has to come out of that. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so can you please tell me, give me some um, some if I was a fresh real estate agent i just passed the exam i'm joining keller williams i'm working with you what else real estate do oh man i lost that last part i heard you i heard you say you were coming to keller williams and work with me but i didn't hear nothing after that okay i was saying what are the do's and don'ts um if i was a new real estate agent what are the do's and don'ts a real estate agent should do that's coming in, like coming into the new uh, field. Yeah, so um, I'll start with the dudes because that those are the good things. Um, <laughs> right. Because um, you know when when and I I was this way when when I entered into real estate, you know I wanted to know what to do. Like that there was nobody there to tell me 
oh, now you got this license, go do this. Um, so the first thing I would, I would say is get with a company that will train you on what to do. The first thing, if you come to work with me, we're gonna, we're gonna start, um, telling people that you're in real estate. That's going to be our first thing. We're going to get all of your friends, family, people that, that you're comfortable with, that, that know you. We're going to tell them that you're a licensed agent now, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're starting a career in real estate. Um, that's, that's the very first thing I'm going to do with you. And then um, we're going to grow it. We're going to grow it from that. You know that's gonna be where we're gonna start at. Then we're gonna grow that. We're gonna we're gonna take that that first person, whoever that is. If it's your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, anybody, your friend, we're gonna we're gonna ask them if they are interested in either buying a house, selling a house, or investing in real estate. If they if they say yes to any one of those, great. If they say no to any one of those. We're gonna ask them. Well, who you who do you know that you think may be interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate? And then we're just gonna grow it. We're gonna just continue to ask that question to everybody that we see, everybody that we know. We're gonna just continue to ask that question. And before you know it, you're gonna have a a, a big database, and you're gonna be making a lot of money in real estate. So then um, the things you don't do, um, you do not get into real estate and think that someone is just going to come to you and say, hey, sell my house. I want you to sell my house. Um, doesn't work that way. You're going to have to go out and get business. You're going to have to muster up business. Um, it's going to be it's going to be challenging in the beginning because you're going to you're going to have to learn the language, um, the language that, that we use and, and kind of develop that, um, that confidence in, in what you're doing. You're going to be licensed, but you're also going to be um, tasked with the responsibility of making sure that nothing goes wrong and that your client is, um, is 100% satisfied. So, you don't you don't want to think that that's gonna just happen for you. You're gonna have to study some more. You're gonna get your license and you're gonna have to learn some more. You're gonna have to learn some more tools and techniques and and ways of doing business. Um, just like right now, right now we we've got everybody in this pandemic with um with regards to your business and and you know in some industries it's just all shut down um in real estate it's not that way but but we're affected um because there are there are buyers that are now not in a position to buy anymore because they lost their job there are sellers now in a position that that are not wanting to sell because they don't really know what's going to happen next so you got that that little fear thing going on so the pandemic has has affected all businesses all different kinds of ways so um you have to if, if you're in business you have to figure out a way to to continue to to go to, to move and make money you 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 know you got to figure out a way to do it and and there's always a way there's always a way you got to know that so um you just have to figure it out um so do's and don'ts you know come come to me and get trained don't think that i'm just gonna give you business even though i train you i'm not just gonna give you business you're gonna have to get it and i can show you how to get it i can definitely show you how to do that All right, cool. All right. Um, so, can you tell me um, 
since you've been in real estate for a long time, when was that moment that you felt that you were uh, that you were successful? Yeah, so um, for me, Jared, I'm I'm a I'm a student. You know, I I always want to get better. I always want to learn more. I want to I want to continue to grow. Um, but um, what what happened was I was I was always having a entrepreneurial spirit. I always had that. So. I tried a lot of different businesses before real estate. Real estate just kind of showed up to me. Um, and then it was different um, than any other business I, I was in. And, you know, I was I was in several different businesses doing different things in, in, in other companies. But when I found real estate, it was it was on I, I knew it i knew it and and when i became licensed it was just like the 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 icing on a cake because i was i was doing real estate and uh enjoying what i was doing before i was licensed i didn't i didn't get licensed to 08 um but when I became licensed, it was it was really that moment that I that I knew that I was I was into something. I I may have had my first closing within maybe a month month and a half after becoming licensed. A friend of mine, he was selling a property, um, and and my my first my first uh my first deal was a listing. I I, I was selling the property. It was like thirty eight thousand. But um, that that feeling of um, of getting the, getting it to the table and 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 getting a deal, actually doing a deal, that really um, that really kind of did something for me because I was getting paid for doing what I had already been doing. Um, I, I was doing it and wasn't getting paid um, in that way. So now I'm I'm like, hey now you can do this and actually make money off it that's when i knew I, I was i was you know doing doing the right thing for me okay all right so um uh, earlier you said that you uh, you got in real estate before you got your license um so do you believe um if somebody want to get in the real estate field do you recommend them just uh getting their own property flipping and selling houses on their own or do you recommend them getting a real estate license or it, it does depend just on a person yeah it's going to depend on a person but um but I, I can help you decide whether or not you want to be uh, where you want to be at because if you if you you're just interested in in buying properties if you if you just want to buy a property you want to own multiple units then there's no need for you to become a, a licensed agent. Um, you don't. You don't have to do that. Um, but if you if you're interested in buying properties and a career, uh, you know, just just being involved in real estate um, and in some other areas, then yes, go go um, go get your license. Come on over to Keller Williams. I'll be glad to help you. But if if you're not interested in a career, you don't need to to become a licensed real estate agent because you're going to have fees and and all sorts of liability. Once you become licensed, you're you've now opened yourself up to to be in an opportunity for some people. Um, so if if you're not really interested in that career, don't don't get your license. You know, just buy properties. Uh, sell 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 your properties if you're if you're just interested in flipping properties you don't need to be a licensed real estate agent to do that either you can just you know get you know partner up with a with a good agent and and you know do it that way you can you can have your agent finding the properties for you you flip them and um that's that's a great career right there um if you want to be a builder you you, you just Build houses. You don't. You don't have to be a licensed 
agent to build houses. Okay. Um, it, it will really depend on the person and, and what their goals are. Um, but if you if you wanna if you wanna do real estate and you you wanna be a licensed agent, yeah, you wanna you wanna come over to Keller Williams and and um work with me. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh working in the real estate uh arena, being a black man, have you ever had encountered any like racism, um, any issues when trying to sell a house or show a house? Oh yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, there's there's that there's that that uh element out there in in, in the market. Um, you know, I, I I do my best. I do my best because you know, it's it's life. But um, to answer your question, yes, there there has been instances where racism has has played a part. Um, but you know, I, I do my best to, to work through it. I, I have a fiduciary responsibility to the client. So in that, I have to take myself out and my, my, my person um, out of it um, so that I can do the best job. So um, I'm not gonna say that, that I'm, I'm just gonna you know, just kind of ignore all of the the racial slurs and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm not gonna um, tolerate you just being racist. You know, okay. you wanna you wanna talk about you wanna share like a story too about. Uh, oh, well, yeah, I, I can tell you one one instance. Um, I had a, a listing. Uh, in in a, a predominantly white area, um, but it was a it was a high property. It was a high listing. Really, really, um, really had a lot of activity on it. Um, had multiple offers on the property. Um, well, you know, I, I I stick a sign in the yard. You know, they don't. They're unfamiliar with with me as uh, as as having done a deal with with me before. Excuse me. So you know, an agent just see my name on a sign. They don't know me. They don't know whether I'm white, black, Asian, or what. Excuse me. So um, this particular agent called me um, and uh, put in an offer. Um, and I, I was talking about this uh, earlier with with my with my hiccup, and um, they they put an offer in. Um, I had maybe fifteen offers on a property. Their offer was not the highest and best offer, um, so they um, they called me the next day and uh, and threatened me. Um, she called me. She called me and threatened me. Told me that I, I better have my client um, respond to her offer um, by tomorrow morning. Um, and um, you know, of course, I didn't entertain that. But um, you know, I called. You know, I had a conversation with her. You know, she kind of said some things um, to to the effect of I, I had no business selling a listing in, in her neighborhood anyway, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's the, the encounter, you know, it's, it's, it's just senseless um, because nothing, um, you know, you know, it, 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 it's just senseless, man. That, that, that is, that is one of those, those, situations that's in real estate that's that's there you know you it's really hard for you to to do anything about it because we're all independent contractors um but but because they didn't win it um they didn't win it she went and and made a uh made a great um effort to find something that i did wrong in the in the process and and that that thing that i did wrong was i didn't respond to her in five days so wow. 
because I didn't respond to her in five days. She reported me to the board and then the board says, okay, well, can you prove to me that you responded to her within the five day period? And I couldn't prove it. So um, therefore I, I, I had a, I had a fine and that was, that was, um, I, it was all, all because I was African-American. I knew it was because they, they didn't win the, 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 after you after you sell the property everyone is public record um how much the property sold for so if you send me an offer for three hundred thousand and the property sold for 350 well you you can find out in in about 30 days that your offer wasn't the highest offer so she knew she she didn't have the highest highest offer and she still reported me so, wow, that's crazy. Can't even be black in real estate. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. Well, I enjoyed chatting with you. Um, please, please let the people know what's your social media handles, how they can reach out if they're interested in buying a home from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Troy Lee uh, on Facebook, um, Troy Lee Sr. or Troy Lee CCWP um, on Facebook. And at Troy Lee Realtor on Instagram. Or you can call me, uh, 504-473-2771. That's my, um, that's my cell number. I'm always, always taking calls. All right, y'all, there you have it. Uh, I want to thank Troy Lee for coming on the show. He broke down a lot of knowledge. I uh, hope you appreciated that. Hit him up if you're looking for a house, um, for rental, personal, leasing, whatever. He'll hook you up. Uh, thank you for joining. Please remember, everyone, please like, share, follow us. Um, this message is for you all. Join us next time. We out. Good night. All right. Thanks for having me. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening.